Mom's adventures weren't always about where she went and who she met along the way. I mean, she grew up in the 60s. Sometimes the adventures were just a trip you took in your mind. That was, if you didn't throw the weed away. Yeah, a couple of uh, ounces one time. I had bought some weed for my brother and myself, so I had two ounces of black ganja, which was really, really potent weed in those days. I had it in a brown paper bag, and I threw it on the couch or whatever. Well, needless to say, I started cleaning up the area, and I picked up the bag, and I went to the incinerator, and I threw the bag in. And I'm watching the bag go down going, oh, crap. So now I'm wondering if it goes to the incinerator, it's going to light up. And, you know, so I'm sticking my head there trying to inhale fumes. I'm like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> you know. Anyway, there was all that weed that went right down the tubes. And was that easy to get back then? Yeah, for me it was. <clears throat> I, I could pick it up anytime. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Arn just Arnie couldn't get it. I don't know why, but I had contacts, so... I used to pick up weed, but I used to drive all over the place, too. You know, sometimes I would drive to places that were not the best areas and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meet somebody and pick up something, you know. So you were, your hook, you were the hookup for Arnie. Mm -hmm. My goodness. So what happened when uh, he found out about the weed? Nothing. He went nuts. He says, well, that was my money. And I said, yeah. And I said, well, I'll get just some more. Yeah, so he says, well, I want to smoke it now. I said, well, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> so he wasn't too happy with me. But then again, I used to do things that used to upset him greatly, like when I left him in Europe. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I left him in, uh, where were we in? Uh, Scotland. Scotland, we went to Edinburgh. And uh, I wanted to, I got bored with him and his friend because they wanted me to go and pick up girls for them. We were up at Loch Ness and uh, I said, pick up your own girls. So I finally got bored and I said, look, I'm leaving. I said, I'm going down to uh, French Riviera and I'll meet you back at the American Express office and wherever. Well, I never quite made it there. I ran out of money, and uh, I had to fly home early. So I called my friend Joanne, and she picked me up, and I walked into my house, and my parents were sleeping. And I walked in, and I went, hello, I'm here, I'm home. And they were like, what? And they said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I ran out of money, so I left. So I said, well, what about your brother? I said, well, I got bored. They stayed in Scotland. I went down to the French Riviera, so I flew home. And, uh, yeah, and that was pretty much it. I, I came home. So throwing away his weed, leaving him stranded in Europe. It's amazing to me that you and your brother get along. Well, we don't really that much. <laughs> All those years <laughs> doing things that highly upset <laughs> And so he, so he didn't know you were leaving. You and you, you went home. So did well, he knew I was leaving. but oh. he was supposed to find out. You know, uh, you know, he he knew I was going to leave, but he didn't know exactly when. Oh my God! 
because I was supposed to meet him back in Madrid or London or whatever at the American Express office. And, and yeah, American Express, they had money orders. You could have got more money sent to you. Yeah, but it was closed. They, they sent money to me. But, but it, it opens in the morning. No, I think it was like a holiday weekend or something. So I was kind of stuck without money for a couple of days. Ah. So I borrowed money from Carrie, and then I paid her back. But, yeah, because we were going shopping and stuff like that. Did you travel mostly by yourself? I tried to whenever possible. <laughs> and was that a safe? Did you feel safe the whole time? Yeah, I did. I mean, it is the plot of three Taken movies. No, I, I never felt unsafe. Yeah. If anything, when I wanted to go gambling, I had a uh, escort take me to the casino. Like a prostitute? No, like a male escort. Oh, my bad. An escort? Mm-hmm. They had... Um... They arranged for somebody to come and take me to the casino. In Canada, it's kind of like a geisha. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. That was a promotion for our other podcast, the People First in the Paper podcast. Typically weekly. You might have heard about it. Probably not. So that's what they, you know, they did. Well, that's nice. And uh, how did you, um, how did you, how how did this escort thing work? Just like. Like a chaperone, really. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That sounds more. They called somebody. A guy showed up at a certain time. They called my room and they said, your escort is here. And I came down and he took me to the casino and we gambled and stuff. And, uh, and then he took me back. Hmm. Sounds like an interesting way to make new friends. Uh, well, it's okay. <laughs> did this happen more than once? Or did you? Depended where I was so and what I felt like doing. And that's definitely a thing where you kind of get an idea and go make it happen. Yeah. You're, go ahead. Fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. Well, and you're not really the kind that you 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 seem to make your own luck, I mm. guess I could say. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> Though I'm not a particularly lucky person. I would say the details of this podcast would say otherwise. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree. You did run into Mick Jagger twice. Yeah. 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 I, and the I, second I, time you turned down his limo ride because you had... A limo. There you go. Already had a limo. I already had a limo. Hmm. And he asked me <laughs> if I wanted to go with him somewhere. And I said, well, I can't. I said, I, uh, as he says, I've got a car. Come with me. So I said, well, no, I've got my, he said, I've got a limo. I said, well, so do I. And, and he said, what band are you in? <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, do you want to come with me? He says, we're going to go somewhere. And I said, I know who you are. I said, you're Mick Jagger. I said, I've met you before at Studio 54. Yeah, but, and I mean, Studio 54 was like ridiculous. People would go in there and I mean, you would literally go in to dance but you'd go in the bathroom, and everybody and their mother was snorting and whatever, getting high on whatever. All sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever throw away any better drugs than weed? I guess there are no better drugs than weed. But did you ever throw away any stronger drugs than weed? I don't think so. Yeah. Arnie would have been real pissed. What did you do? You 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 weren't like a... You were a... In the, in the 60s and 70s, you definitely experimented, but you were not like a, a druggie. 
<laughs> you were not a burnout. What what drugs did you encounter and, and, and do when you were growing up? And which ones did you say no way to? Well, we did, you know, s- smoke. We had uh, mescaline. We had acid. Okay. And I never <clears throat> did acid or mescaline because I always thought it was, I was going nuts. So especially with mescaline, if I was sitting somewhere and if I was leaning to the left, that was going to the insane side. If I leaned to the right, it was going to the right side. So you, you did mescaline one time? Yeah, I think once or twice, but I didn't. I didn't like it, and I didn't like acid either. Yeah, acid. I felt. I felt like I didn't have any feet. Hmm. So I felt like I was just running on an upper body, and I was like, "How the hell are you doing that?" You know. But we had angel dust in those days. Angel dust was, uh, you know, whack. It was whack. I've heard also <clears throat> PCP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had all that stuff. And did you try that too? I'm sure I tried everything. Okay. I was lucky I didn't fry my brain. Mm. Technically, the results are still not back yet. What about, um? You, you weren't like an intravenous drug user, though. No. You didn't shoot up. No. No, I saw one of my friends OD with a needle in his arm. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it was. It was pretty scary. And that's when we dropped, when I saw that, I dropped, to the, <clears throat> we were at Santana's house. I dropped to the floor, and we literally crawled on our bellies to get out of there. Yeah, you've told us about that. Yeah. And um, what about uh, quaaludes? There's a drug that you don't see. Yeah, we did a lot of those. Did you? Oh, God, yeah. Is that why there are no more? Did you guys do them all? I doubt it. (laughs) There were a lot of quaaludes around. (laughs) What was that like? That was fun. <laughs> what was that? What was uh, that? We, we don't condone, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, no, honestly, kidding. no, I do. If you can find a Quaalude in 2023, do it. I want to hear. I want report back. Yeah. Just to see if it works. Yeah. In at this fact, point. I'll tell you a funny story. Mm. I had a Quaalude, and I took it, and I stuck it in my mother's closet at her apartment in Hallandale. Yeah. And I stuck it there, and I forgot to take it out. Well, anyway, years later, I came back and I looked for it it was gone and she said that tic tac I found in there was weird (laughs) (laughs) so so the quaalude was gone (laughs) and uh, yeah okay and there was that was the uh, that could have been the last quaalude that that might have been that might have been might have made history could have been we could have put that thing in a museum yeah Uh. true the, the way it goes. So, so quailers are fun. Were there any others that were off your uh, your don't do list or? Yeah. Anything else you didn't do? No, just I didn't do acid and mescaline because I used to feel like I was flipping out. And even that, not it was regularly. Like, you did it right. once. You yeah. used to do it again. Yeah. 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 Were there any other one and doneers? Um, so yeah. you didn't. You, you never tried needles. No, I I like I said I saw my friend OD on a needle and there was no way in hell I was sticking a needle up my arm, mm-hmm. and they were shooting up heroin. Mm-hmm. I mean they were shooting up pure heroin. Now I hear heroin is just great gangbusters. Yeah, that's that's why they do it. But you were smart enough not to. Yeah. That is a joke, by the way, listeners. Please do not do heroin. Please, yeah. Just please, watch, please, please. Just watch Train Spotting. Just all you gotta it do. Was, and uh, then after that, watch. Um, Really, anything you're gonna yes. you're gonna maybe a comedy you're gonna need a lift mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was 
that was a crazy time. That had to be a fascinating time to be encountering all these substances that can change your perception of reality and mm-hmm. and kind of hint at something beyond just the normal day-to-day routine of our lives, but then to see it cause such destruction, like the, the death of your friend. Yeah. That must have been very conflicting for you guys growing up. Well, it was, but it kind of made you kind of shy away from stuff like that. Oh, yeah? Which I was very happy because there was no way in hell I wanted to do the heroin route. You know, you know, you see these people doing this shit, and they got tracks up their arm, and I mean, forget it. They're just... They're so, com- and they're always stoned out of their mind. Mm-hmm. You know, they can barely function, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, you know, to me that was a waste of time. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a waste of time. What were, what were the things you were interested in when you were young? Well, horseback riding and, yeah. you know, I was interested in music and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but. That's pretty much what I I was interested in, swimming, sports, anything to do with sports. What sports did you play? I played baseball. I even played football, if the boys would let me play. Uh, soccer. I hated soccer. Oh, yeah? Used to get hit in the shins all the time. Side note, I'd like to apologize to our European listeners. <laughs> and South American <laughs> as well? Yes. Yeah. Everywhere everywhere else except Really, America. everywhere but everywhere here. But yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, everywhere but here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to get hit in the shins all the time, so I didn't like playing soccer at all. I liked running. I loved track, and I was fast. I was really fast. Not only a fast swimmer, but a fast runner. Was it organized or just all recreational? Well, it was school school activities. Okay. You know, you had a gym period, and you you used to have to go and run track and field and play field hockey and do all that stupid stuff, and... You know, like I said, you would, but I didn't care. I I was a runner, so you know. So they stuck me on a track and said go, and I was gone, <laughs> out the gate. <laughs> yeah. So it was never a school team like we have. I don't we know. had them, but I wasn't on it. I just yeah yeah I wasn't into that. But that sounds like that's a that's a big commitment. You you were doing other things, right? Yeah, drugs. Yeah, drugs. <laughs> Quaaludes. <laughs> and like I said, this probably that quaalude is probably still stuck in my mother's closet somewhere. <laughs> it's in a box somewhere. Well, either she found it and threw it away, or you know whatever. But the damn thing was gone. You know, so where did it go? Uh, it's. It actually turned out that quaaludes were never real, um, and the entire time they were all in your head. Mm-hmm. That's why there aren't any. Yeah, they were fun though. They were, they were like a downer, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we had downers, too. We had Secanols and Nembutols, and uh, it was another one. And then there was Speed. I didn't like Speed. No? I didn't like anything uppers. that They made me crazy. I'm going to rephrase that question, though. Did you ever do cocaine? Yeah. What would you think of cocaine? Uh, I thought it was good. Well, I got bad news for you. It was an upper. It's a Speed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was good, but the problem was I couldn't get off it. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have a tr- trouble coming off that stuff. It would last a long time? Yeah, too long. And and so, like I said, I stopped doing stuff like that. I was like, you know, no. You, um, cocaine got really big in the 1980s. You were married with children in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. 
what was that like to be in a world with um, the responsibilities of a family? And then, you know, Coke is a, it's a party drug. Scary and irresponsible. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, it was not the type of thing. I mean, when you look back on it, you're like, how, how the hell did you do that? You had a kid. Well, I guess all your friends were probably doing it. Yeah, everybody was doing it. These are all adults, right? Doing the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Doing everything. Terry, this is my cocaine. Normal yeah. people with everyday jobs. Yeah, everything in its mother. Did I tell you about the colored boots? You did, the patchwork boots. Yeah, the patchwork boots. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week. What was his name again? Bobby. You would think a more, uh, you, you would think it'd be like a Rudolph or, or something, a little more no. interesting name for those Bobby. patchwork Exotic, boots. Perhaps. Yeah, like patchwork that. boots, and he had this uh, kind of, you know. Like Xavier or some shit. Kind of cool haircut. What was know? cool? Sergio. <laughs> what was cool? As far as I'm concerned, the shaved head is cool, right? Yeah, but he had a, he had hair. Okay. And, and, you know, like a. Doesn't sound cool. Haircut, whatever, but. He, uh, Everybody had hair in the 70s and 80s. All right. I mean, but like I, I, said, I remember. I used to go down and buy clothes down there mm. all the time. I would buy I would buy boots and pants. And oh, right. You were in the fashion industry. Yeah. Yeah. You were working and you were, that, you were passionate about fashion, too. Definitely a ubiquitous pl- or a place where drugs could be in and around. Mm. You say drugs. Ubiquitous. You yeah. said drugs. I did. I heard jugs. <laughs> Yeah, just it's possible. Right? Possible. Multi, mul- multiple ways. Sorry. Uh, that's also something, too, that was very big in that era, too, was the idea of high fashion uh, and, and popular fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that the 50s and 60s were kind of a unique time for, for fashion and the fashion industry. And it was, probably, it was probably a lot of energy and momentum in that industry. Mm-hmm. You probably felt like you were getting in on the ground floor or something. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, I mean, basically, that's when bell bottoms came out, and so, so bell, everything I said was wrong. Bell bottoms were uh, bingo, big item that came, especially out. at the bottom. They were big. Yeah, 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 like a bell. Mm-hmm. And those most stupid-looking pants in the whole world. Oh yeah, you didn't like bell bottoms. You could attest you never owned any. I did. I owned several, you know, and several and boots and stuff like that. I also had a lot of hot pants. We hot pants were big and when I was in uh, out of high school and into college. And when I went to uh, where was it Copenhagen, I had a pair of white hot pants on, and an Eisenhower white long coat that came down mid calf. And a pair of knee-high blue boots. So I was dressed in red, white, and blue. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, America. I was surrounded by pronouns. probably 20 Japanese guys. And this was in Malmute, uh, no, in Copenhagen, I'm sorry. Okay. I was surrounded by all these guys, and they wanted to take a picture of me with my hot pants. Hmm. Well, they did, and then I le- later realized that my ass was probably plastered on some billboard in Japan for months. <laughs> yeah. so How do you feel still... about that? <coughs> yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. You know, it was the same thing like when I rode the bucking bull. Mm-hmm. I rode a bucking bull and I had a pair of Jordache jeans on. 
And I swear to God, I must have been a Jordache commercial for years. My rear end must have been mm-hmm. plastered up on billboards. Was that also in Copenhagen with the bull? Germany, right? Germany. <clears throat> Germany. Yeah. yeah. And now, for the record, you have not seen your ass in an ad anywhere, have you? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. So this is speculative ass advertising. Yeah. Okay. So it would have been international somewhere else. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere. It wouldn't surprise me if my rear end was plastered all over Japan. It's an international ass of mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, the, you know, and uh, I mean, everybody thought it was so catchy and everything. To me, it was just fashion. Yeah. That's what you wore in those days. Yeah. That's kind of a good example about how you approach that stuff is you don't seem to question the the happenings of a time, you just kind of roll with it. No, well, what are you supposed to do? I mean, what am I going to say? I can't wear that stuff. Well, if I did that, I couldn't wear anything. Yeah, I wouldn't really have much clothes. <laughs> and even now, I get into my clothes, and sometimes I lose weight. And I, my jeans still fit me. I mean, I literally can pull on them, and they fall down. You know, because I lose a pound, and a pound on me is like five pounds on somebody else. Yeah. Relatively. So, like I said, I literally could pull my pants down if I wanted to, but it's just kind of silly. Yeah, it's not. It's frowned upon in society. Yeah. Not so much. But. But did you ever have any boots as cool as Bob's? No, I had cool boots, but, you know, I always had high boots. Always had high boots. Well, it sounds like everything was high back then. Yeah. A lot of highness. Yeah. Yeah. Your highness. Yeah. My highness. Uh, and I mean, same thing when we were in London, when uh, Cheryl, I mean, I used to go down the banister and drag her out somewhere and dress to the nines, you know, in high boots and hot pants and whatever, and we'd go out dancing or whatever, and she never wanted to go, but I used to drag her everywhere. I like I said, when I took her to St. Patrick's Cathedral and I made her take communion, she didn't like that. <laughs> Have we talked about the time you guys got snowed right. in in, um, where was that, in New York? Brownsville. <clears throat> Brownsville? Uh, home of Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah? Brownsville. That's Brooklyn, right? Or around Brooklyn, I think? No, it's Brownsville. It's up. up, up. The Bronx. Yeah. It's part of Brooklyn, yes. Brownsville, Brooklyn. Okay. That's what I thought. It's a really rough, at least at one point, rough it was a really rough area. Really. In fact, we got stranded in a car. The car uh, broke down. Okay. And we got stranded in the car, and uh, a cab came along, and we had to grab a cab because we had to get off the roads. They were plowing the roads. So they ended up taking the car, but they made my friends sit in the car, and they made me sit in the cab and follow. Well, we got to the concourse, and he went up the concourse, and my guy missed the turn, and I couldn't catch him, so I couldn't get the car. Well, I ended up in, uh, they took her to a blood bank uh, in some Bronx hot hospital, and they put her in there until they could get uh, the subway station open so they could get her out of there. Well, I went down to my brother's apartment, and I was able to get into my brother's apartment, and I stayed there. And I was calling helicopter co- companies everywhere, trying to figure out how the hell I was going to get her out of there. Hmm. Well, finally, uh, these guys in a garbage truck came along, and they picked her up. 
and they took her, and she had to stay there until I came and got her. Finally, they, they let her out of there, and she took a subway, and I met her at the subway, and I brought her to my brother's apartment. Wow. Where was your brother's apartment again? Uh, 28th and 3rd. Okay. Why have we been talking about patchwork boots? <laughs> we could have been talking about this the whole time. This is drama. The patchwork boot boots took us here. That's true. That's true. So what? Um, wow, that was a crazy night. Yeah, that 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 could have turned out all sorts of different ways. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the plot of like don't tell mom, not no uh, adventures in babysitting. Right. If they could have called a helicopter. Yes. Yeah. So you had that advantage. It's it's kind of like adventures in babysitting crossed with the eagle scene in Lord of the Rings. With a little bit of don't tell mom babysitter's dead. Yes, just because babysitters. Well, I wasn't quite Hijinks. sure how I was going to pay for it, but I figured just get the freaking helicopter Doesn't here. Doesn't sound cheap. Worry about it later, you know. Just get out of here. 